this is true buds that Mary Jane now we ain't new to this for my stones and for my cannabis enthusiasts never heard a show as good as this uh, number one it's the best bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis business owners to growers even artists you know of so sit back and just roll up perfect show for my smokers true buds hey Hey, 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 my cannabis enthusiasts, what's good? It's your buddy, your host, Jack Woltering here, and you're tuning in for another episode of the True Bud Show podcast. Little change of plans today. Um, Something happened with a guest, so I'm just here going to kick it with you. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to do some edible talk. We're going to dive in there. I pulled up an article about some douchebag trying to make weed illegal. For fucking Nebraska guy. We'll get into that in a minute, but before we do that, I just want to give a shout out to... um. T check bringing you this episode today. So I just got the cannabis pro kit. So what comes with that? You get your magical butter machine, a decar box, your T check two, a flower expansion kit to test your flower as well. So with that whole kit, I think it's selling right now for around 575 or something, but use code true, true buds pro part of me get $60 off true buds pro, or you can just get any of their other products using code true buds, 25, get $25 off anything else. But yeah, I fucking love this thing. And I think that's a good reason to start talking about edibles today. So my edible journey, I guess, where does it start? Right? Shit. Um, I made edibles back in the day. I think the first one I had was a brownie with, I fucking just put the weed even in there. I didn't strain it in the butter or anything, but I ate this thing. I'm fucking driving around in my old Lincoln down the street and it hits me and there's a cop behind me and I, th I get so paranoid. It's probably the most paranoid I've ever been off weed. I fucking pull into Home Depot and shit and go inside. I'm like, oh, this cop's like following me. I, I go buy like WD-40 and some bunch of other random shit because I'm just too stoned. I get back in my car and I guess that's just like my first experience with edibles. And then I didn't really fuck with them too hard until I got out here to California because I was in New Jersey and Kansas at the time and they're just you know, not really around. So I came out here, you know, to LA and then the edible game just kind of changed my life. Um, some of the first ones I had was like the Kiva bars. Those things are always consistent. Some like 420 crunch bars, um, all types of tasty edibles. Now I love like the Emerald Sky. Cushy Punch was always hitting hard. And I started tasting all these other ones and figuring it out. And then that's when I started diving into making my own shit, to making my own infusions. And it's been a learning process to say the very least. So I guess I'm just going to try to say like what I've learned along the way. So maybe you can take a little piece of info if you're trying to make your own shit. So like some of the first ones, first of all, there's two different infusions you can do. We can do, um, and shout out to Chef Pat Newton elaborating this on a, a previous podcast. You can do an active infusion or a passive infusion. So if you want to activate it, that's going to be the uh, decarboxylation. So basically you're transforming the THC to THCA to make it active. So then it could be activated with your infusion. So for my typical infusions, what I'll do is say I have a zip, say, say I'm using an ounce. I'll take that, I'll put it in the oven or my Levo 2 device, or whatever I'm decarbing in. Now this decarb box, about 250 for 30 minutes, 240 degrees for 30 minutes, and that's gonna activate your product there. Um, then you're gonna take that and add it to your butter, your oil, you could even make an alcohol tincture with it, and you're gonna let it sit, and you're gonna do usually like a low and slow infusion. With the tincture, you can just let it sit for a couple of weeks if you want. So let's just say we're making butter, for example. I feel like I'm throwing so much information at the wall here, but so let's say we're making butter. First of all, we want to use a clarified butter, like a ghee butter, or we want to clarify it ourselves, which is easy. You just heat it up for like 15 minutes. This makes, um, so there's more saturated fat in there to help the uh, THC bind to it better. And you're going to get better absorption within your body, making it just like more bioavailable for you. So you're going to clarify your butter. You're going to take a, you know, let's just say we're using a cup of butter, take a cup of butter, 
throw that decarboxylated ounce in there and you're going to let it infuse. You know, some people do it for an hour. Some people do it for two. I usually do it for about two to four. I've been going like lower temps lately too, around like 150, 160 on that. And then you're just going to strain it out and you're going to have your potent butter ready to be consumed. Now, even with that though, you can still like uh, find ways, some people, and I've done this before too, you can add a little water in there throughout the infusion process. What this is gonna do too is make sure your product doesn't burn. Also at the end when it's separating, because the butter or oil separates from the water and you're gonna be left with the water is gonna pour uh, pull out a bunch of that chlorophyll that you might not want for the taste. So that's the thing sometimes when you're using trim and shake like a bunch of my buddies give me and I want to make use out of it and they know I do. So they'll be like, oh, here's a couple ounces of trim and shake, make use out of it. And that's not going to taste the greatest. So there's there's tricks you can do. Um, I even had a, a chef on the show, Amy Robbins, who was saying she likes to pre-soak her buds before she decarbs them to help pull out that chlorophyll ahead of time. Seemed crazy to me. It's a crazy idea. I haven't done it yet. But um, it's like getting when I first did bubble hash for the first time and I saw bubble hash, I'm like throwing weed in water with ice. That shit kind of blew my mind. I'm like, can we still smoke this shit? What's going on? And it's kind of like, that's what made me think of that when I'm talking about that right there. Now, people always ask, like, what's the best thing to use to infuse? You know, people like using um, crock pots are really easy. But what can happen there is you can have a little burn at the bottom. Double broilers are amazing. You'll never really get any burn unless you're not paying attention because it's not directly on the heat. A lot of people like to put their butt in mason jars in a water bath, whether it's in the crock pot or the double broiler. I use this Levo 2 a lot. Um, that's a decarber activator all in one and infuser. And then this magical butter machine is going to be sick because I like making these huge batches. So the magical butter can fit a couple ounces in there, add your product, let it stir. And it's just that easy came with some other cool stuff too like this shit's funny it came with something called the love glove check out the unboxing video i did recently too but it's just this badass like silicone glove because when i'm doing these infusions i'll put on like just a regular pair of like latex gloves and that shit will still burn my hand so it's a little thing little things that make me happy when i'm making edibles i'm just trying to think what what else i can bring to this right now um yeah, it's all a process i would say overall if I was choosing between a crock pot and stovetop just for the best product, I would say probably the a double broiler, but the crock pot's easy to just walk away, let it do its thing on low. But there, then again, you have the issue with hitting the proper temp, which the magical butter machine and the Levo 2 can do for you. So you don't have to worry about it, but it's really not that complicated at all. I know I make it sound probably more complicated than it is sometimes, but it's just like simple activate it or let's go back to the passive infusion. So you don't want to decarb it you're going to need to do a lot longer infusion time. So, and that's, a, and that's another way to get a better taste because when you're activating it, it's going to kind of, you know, make it that golden brown color and it's going to have a little, a little different taste to it. It's going to taste a little, not necessarily charred. You know what I'm saying? If you've ever had it um, in some edibles, but if you do a passive infusion, you're just going to let it sit in the butter, say for eight hours on low, that's going to give you a little cleaner flavor and um, just, yeah, I usually don't do that infusion method, except the first couple times when I was learning and it still works. It still got me really fucking high, but the decarbing's good. I'm going to start experimenting with these methods more. And I am leaving something out as well for you guys. Um, the sous vide, so many people I talk to are all about using a sous vide um, for decarbing too, because you're going to put it in the water bath and it's still going to hold that nice aroma, that nice flavor and kind of be you know, the full flower feel for you. If you do it in the bath, you can even put your butter in a jar and do it. Sous vide's are just badass. And I want one for other food as well. So damn guys, I never even uh, did a video this random, but 
what else can we bring it to the edibles? I'm just trying to think of questions people ask me like, oh yeah, this is another one, a uh, lecithin. People want to know about using lecithin in, as an emulsifier and uh, it's definitely important most times. Uh, some people can't stand the taste, whether it's uh, sunflower or soy. There's a lot of bad things against soy for many reasons. People don't like using soy, but you go to the store, you get a candy bar, you get some fucking mayo or something. It's probably going to have some of this lecithin in there to make it more shelf stable. But not only that, will it make it more uh, shelf stable? Like I was saying, it's an emulsifier, so it's going to blend. You're going to have a more even blend of your THC throughout, let's just say your butter infusion. So you can have more accurate dosing. It's also going to make it more bioavailable, just like clarifying the butter. Um, you don't want to use too much. Just play with it. Some people don't like to use it. I've started using it a little more. It's interesting. These are little things that I'm trying to pick up on. And when I was doing my honey recipe too, infusion, it's funny reading about things that naturally contain it. So in that recipe, I got bee pollen, which is a naturally occurring lecithin. So I put a little bee pollen in with the honey to help everything bind together. And it's just little things like this. I'm always learning trying to figure out the best way to make the best shit. Um, I still think my favorite thing I have, I still have a little left I took last night actually, is the liquid coconut oil. Really potent. I just took like a little half ounce shot last night. She'll get me a good sleep or I'll throw it in some caps or something, but oil can be so versatile. My go-to is just either taking it straight like a little shot like that. I know it's a little weird, or you could throw it in a smoothie or whatever, but there's something just about taking it quick, popping a couple caps I like. My roommates love when I make like the sweeter stuff like brownies like my double dose brownies or the Oreos where I just took out the center, put some butter in there, like a little butter cream, man. So, I mean, to each their own, but I just like taking that. I love edibles. Um, sometimes that oil though will, get, will give me a little weed hang over the next day if it hits hard. And I think that's part of using the trim and shake as well. You know, it's kind of the bottom of the barrel product, if you will. And that's basically what's going to be just to kind of segue here. That's what's going to be in most people's, uh, distillate cartridges they're smoking they're going to use the bottom of the barrel shit and burn it off i like to compare it to making a uh, spirit let's just say you're making a whiskey you burn all the shit down right you're left with this clear spirit and then you burn it all down you're left with this basically clear spirit if you're doing distillate and what a lot of people do is add this extra shit in they'll add these other terpene profiles they'll add even coloring to some of these carts and you can taste it, it taste faces fake as fuck and it just doesn't hit that good and it doesn't get you that high and i compare that to alcohol because it's the same thing you, you get a whiskey you're left with the clear spirit whiskey gets its color by being aged in barrels so people try to cheat this by putting caramel color in their whiskey and shit and you can taste it you taste a shitty whiskey like this tastes like shit but even popular brands like hennessy use caramel coloring i mean and i know that's a cognac but still kind of the same family there but it's just interesting to see that good ways though to re to use that bottom of the barrel shit I'm not, I'm not i think it's a good idea to use it for distillate or use it for edibles make use of it but it's just what comes with using that like if i was using grade a shit all the time in my edibles they would taste better they'd hit harder and it'd be all around better product but that's a lot of money like and this is another question that i get it's like should i buy weed from the dispensary or buy edibles like to buy weed to make it i'm like just buy edibles if you can by the time you go buy your quarter from the dispensary, spend how, or half ounce, spend however much, you could have just bought a fat pack of edibles. Now you're spending six hours of your day making some shit when you could have just bought the edibles initially and smoked that shit. Personal opinion. So I think edibles are great for people growing at home who have extra shit, buddies that grow like me when I get to trim and shake and try to make it happen that way. And uh, let's uh, dive into this article that I literally pulled up in my car. I'm like, what, the, what am I going to talk about today? And I pulled up this article and I thought it would be something good to talk about at least briefly. So GOP gov, if you legalize marijuana, your kids are, you're going to kill your kids. Like 
what the fuck is this? Is this like 1930, dude? Um, Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts opposes the legalization of medical marijuana in his state and warned parents that the substance will kill your kids. This is a dangerous drug that will impact your kids, the Republican governor said on Wednesday. If you legalize marijuana, you're going to kill your kids. That's why the data shows from around the country. Dude, you're so stupid. Stupid, man. Um, not even the CDC says the fatal overdose from marijuana is quite unlikely. Like, dude, what is this? Like, I mean, I know Nebraska is a weird state and shit, but like, it's just crazy to me that people are saying shit like this and people are going to buy into it. Like some parents in Nebraska, like, I don't want my kids to die. The governor said weed's going to kill my kid. It's like, dude, what the fuck, man? I thought we're moving on. This is like I talked about last week with uh, Florida. Um they're trying to change to 10% THC levels for people. Like that's stupid. And somebody even commented on my video, like that's even worse for people. They're gonna need to smoke more. They're gonna need to consume more. And I, and I kind of even thought of that piece of it, but it's like, dude, it's like when everything's going forward so well, like, you know, it's being legalized, you know, it's being more accepted. People are making things happen. And then you see shit like this, like this guy, like, so let me keep reading a little bit. Big pot, big marijuana is a big industry. This is a big industry that is trying not to be regulated to go around the regulatory process. And that's going to put people at risk when you go around regulations that are designed for health and safety of our society, the governor said. He, I mean, he does have a point there, but whatever. But Democratic State Senator Anna Wisha, who will introduce the bill called bullshit on the governor's claims to Twitter writing facts. Shout out to her. Anna, shout out to you. I'm calling bullshit on this fool too. He fucking looks like the turtle guy from Master of Disguise movie. That shit was fucking... Um, yeah, anyway, so that's kind of the article. We, you can read it yourself if you want to dive a little more into it, but I just like bring these things to the forefront to talk about them and just, you know, bring you guys into awareness of some of the shit that's still going on out here. You know, we're going to see a lot of other shit, but they all have their agenda. I'm sure there's other reasons. I could see this guy saying this shit and then going home and fucking smoking a blunt or something. I don't know, but it's just like, that's that's the beauty too of being out here and seeing the progression is like you go to states where it's illegal and it's just another world still it's like it was for me in jersey and kansas and shit you it, it's it's being more accepted because i see people you know it's becoming legal in states next to them and like oh like now jersey's legal now kansas city missouri's legal um and, and people are starting to recognize it but still people are st still people like this guy are still hating but is what it is we're just out here doing this shit and that's a, something else interesting with Jersey that I haven't kept on too much. I could probably look it up right now, but I know when they initial passed, they're trying not to allow home grow. And from the get go, I could see this happening because Jersey's always fucking corrupt New Jersey out there, man, fucking tax some motherfuckers. So I think they'll probably try to do that, but it's going to open some, it's going to be a sticky process, but yeah, let, let's look it up. I don't think, I don't think so. It's good to see all this and see how things are progressing, but it's also sad to see some of this other shit sometimes. All right, pulling up Jersey. Might take me too long to find this, so actually, fuck it. What can we talk about next, my friends? I guess, um, hmm. Hmm. Shit, I wish I smoke a J right now. Give me some little creative juices in. But no, it feels good to be in this uh, Third Wheel Podcast studio today. I love this place. First podcast I ever did was here. This is where it started. The whole crew's great here. I've had a lot of the dudes on the podcast too. Uh, Mike's come on mine a bunch of times. Nolan, Alex. I'm not sure if he's still around here a lot, but they've all been on the show. Good shit. They all got their own shit cracking too, podcasts and whatnot. Um, 
And yeah, check the spot out if you're in LA trying to get down on a podcast. And it taught me a lot. Now I have like, you see, I have my in-home setup that I do with like, it motivated me. I kind of saw the setup. I got similar mics and stands, just, just a little different setup, but it's cool to see and learn the ropes and kind of have it all. But that's the beauty of it too. I know I'm digressing a little bit from the weed, but the beauty of having this here too is it's cool and I still have the in-home. I like hitting both angles and zooms are always cool. And I know I was talking to Mike on the podcast. It's interesting to think like how long when COVID's done, if you know, I've seen some article headlines like COVID will never end, but it's like when COVID's done, how long will this content last? Will, will Zoom still be what it is now? Can people still get away with that when shit's kind of, you know, back together? I don't, it'll be interesting to see. I think it might have a slow phase out unless we'll see. It's, it's all interesting. These are just stone thoughts I have sometimes of just with how things are going to progress with, you know, the media situation, because I never thought fucking it's crazy. It's been a year now since I was basically in here um, last year about this time was my last one in here. And then I fucking COVID happened. We went on shutdown. I started doing all these zooms and shit. And I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. You know, I've got to talk to people in different places. I wouldn't usually recently Florida talked to a bunch of people from Canada, somebody from Switzerland, um, Spain. Um, so it, it's, it's opened my mind in some good ways to just kind of navigate outwards and kind of get more of a worldview, which is dope. There's nothing like talking face to face to someone though. And, uh, that's hard to beat, but it's dope to reach out and kind of see these other things. And here I am saying, talking about this governor and, you know, I'm an optimist though. Things are good, but people are still like in other places love to probably have our situation with weed. Cause I know people are still literally dying in certain places for this shit. So it's interesting to see. Um, and I want to get, it'd be cool to have others. Oh, I talked to a dude from Oklahoma too the other day, that podcast will be coming out soon. It's just, it's so, it's so interesting to see the different things. Even out here in LA, I mentioned too, let's bring it back to the edible scene and just cannabis in general, you know, the kind of Hollywood area market dispensaries, even down in the beach cities, the vibe of those is so different than when you go like inland a little bit. And I know that's just cause I've moved over to like the West Covina area recently and the, it's it's kind of like night and day with a lot of these places, um, which is cool. You know, the ones out here seem a little different. You know, they have all their stuff kind of prepackaged for the most part. They usually have more edible selection out here. Um, once you start going in a little bit, the edible selection, in my opinion, dies down a lot. Vape selection dies down a fair amount. But what they do do the best, I've noticed at all these ones I've been to lately, the flower is, good, is a good price. And they'll still break out the jar for you to smell that shit, which is cool. There's something about it, probably because it was my first experience going into the dispensary. You know, it's like seeing those jars, take them out. You get to smell it. You get to look at it. When, when it's already prepackaged, you assume it's going to be fire, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's dried out. It is what it is. But yeah, I, I'm really too. I've been slacking. I say this all the time, like growing. I just need to get get a little something going, get some, uh, I think just I'll start with one or two plants, but it's sometimes it's hard just because my buddies are doing all the hard work for me. So I, I get a reap the uh, rewards with, you know, this little extra free trim and shake and stuff, but that's a whole nother game too. Like, and that's what I'm saying on the show. I never say I'm an expert at anything. Like I'm always learning. I mean, I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to most shit, but if I had to say I'm closest to expert in any level, which I'm saying I'm not is edibles. I'm, I'm, up there. I'm learning a lot about edibles. That's what I would say I'm most knowledgeable about and can help with the most questions. Um, now when it comes to like, I know other shit too about flour, distillate, live resin, um, all these other concentrates and shit, but that's kind of my area that I'm honing in on just because I love edibles and I've been making them for a while. 
Um, and, and this is another point too. A lot of people ask, yo, Jack, should I, I want to make uh, edibles with concentrate, which is dope, which is dope because that's how you're going to get a really good flavor too. And you know the dosage better. Typically you buy your little gram of shatter or whatever. It's going to have basically the full amount on there. You can break it down, see it. But I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence with it. I need to, I need to make more edibles with concentrate, but I think that's the way that's the way to get you the purest, cleanest taste. It's just like a dab, you know? That's how you're going to get the best taste on your dab. That's how you're going to get the purest taste in your edibles is with the uh, concentrates. And that's the beauty of concentrates in general with me. It's just that those flavors, it hits hard as fuck, of course. But that's also a downside to me. I take dabs and I f every dab I take just fucking rocks my world. I'm, I don't think my lungs are meant for it, man. I got some fucking s small lungs or something, man. But that shit hits hard. But it gets me lit as fuck, I guess. I mean... It's interesting to see that whole part of the game too. Like when I first saw dabbing, I was like blown away. I did a knife hit of some like hash fucking like 10 years ago. That doesn't even count as a dab, I guess. He's like, you want a knife? I'm like, what the fuck is this? Gave me a knife. I'm like, all right. Then I see the dab progression. And some of these things though now, like these Puffco's and these G-Pen Connects make it really easy and really dope to get concentrates. Like that was always kind of the downside to me too, was breaking out the huge torch. I know it's still part of the process for some people like me. I love rolling up. I could just roll joints for fun, like all the time. I love it, blunts, whatever. But some people just love that old school torch and whatnot. But these little Puffco things and even these pens, some of these pens um, that I've gotten recently, shout out to Toki, um, shout out to Air Vape, these little um, concentrate 510 wax cartridges that you can just open up and you can put your own concentrates in are pretty dope because you know you can just kind of fill it up yourself. You know exactly really what you're getting if you know what your concentrate is and you can just fucking go about it that way. And I think it's pretty dope. I check, I'll, I'll put some shit below for those. You guys have seen my stuff before on those and vaping. I, I fucking cut way back on my vaping, I guess, in general. I used to buy carts all the time. Carts, they're good, but now I really only fuck with like the live resin carts, some rosin carts, and it's night and fucking day. Like I was saying earlier with the um, distillate, how it's kind of the bottom of the barrel. Some of the stuff like the live resin carts are going to get you that full effect, that entourage effect you're looking for closest to the original flower. And I need to dive into that whole process a little more of like the cryo freezing. Then it's basically flushed out with high pressure. Um, I forget the exact source. It's like a butane essentially. Um, but the whole these processes these days are insane like the science behind some of this shit like this pro tabs i love those little pills you get a pack with 250 milligrams in there and they found some way to construct them perfectly that it's just a little tablet you take and it just hits right it's like the, the science behind some of this shit is crazy and i always say like how much farther can it go like what are we going to be can we smoke some shit that's 300 like what is that like, like <laughs> i i don't know i'm excited to see where it goes in these edibles the edible game is changing and, and that's what it goes, comes down to, too, with the edibles. And distillate is the most common thing used in edibles. And that's changing, like I'm mentioning, a live resin. But most companies will use that because, like I'm saying, they're reusing it. It's cheap. They can put it in. It's going to get you high. And I've had people on the show, and they just say it doesn't, it doesn't bother my stomach at all, personally. But some people like, oh, like, just imagine smoking that. Like, it doesn't everybody hits different you know and that's a big thing i always say too you guys know is like everybody's shit's gonna hit different you can take an edible it's gonna hit different i give edibles to my roommates they're one of them got really high the other one's like i don't know and i got really high off it, it matters about what you eat it matters um you know how it was made of course but it's just crazy to see how some shit could affect somebody so differently you know and we compare it to mushrooms sometimes you know just because that vibe you got to have um 
going into it. You got you got to be in the right head if it's your first time doing an edible. I'd say. Um, I, I had to do it on the podcast. I think it was uh, Johnny. I forget who it was, but he was saying that should be the that should be the test before you do mushrooms ever. You should smoke a bunch of sativa or take like a potent sativa dab or edible because sativa is known to kind of give you that anxiety in a way. So he was kind of saying that. I'm like, dude, that's that's not a bad idea. That could be an easy, uh, you know working your way into taking seeing if your vibes right but i mean somebody who smokes every day and takes edibles almost every day is like i still have those anxious moments when i take some shit or smoke too much it just happens it just happens man it's part of the game but i don't mind it it allows me to take a step back and then when i kind of chill out a little i'm like oh damn maybe there was some value there and uh tweaking a little bit i don't know i don't know man this is like the longest rant I've ever done. So I, I hope you guys are hanging with me and enjoying it. I'm just trying to think how I can provide some value here for you today on this podcast. And I guess just going with the flow, man. Like that's what it's, that's what True Buds is all about. That's what I'm doing today is just kicking it here. You know, things happen. Um, I hope the guest is okay. Like I said, it's something happened. So I, ho I hope everything's okay with them and just here to bring you, you know, podcasts all the time, man. And I hope that edible talk hits you well. And I'm, I just can probably keep thinking of things about edibles as I'm talking. I guess I could just dive into uh, what, what we got coming in the future. You know, um, for February, I was doing a video a day. I'll talk about that for a second. I've never done that before. I usually drop two or three videos a week. For February, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking get creative and push myself. I made some weird shit in hindsight probably, but whatever. And I doing that every day for a month was, was kind of crazy. Um I mean, it is what is it? Some people say it's only a video. You know, anybody that makes videos know it's a little more than that. But it's like just just forcing myself to do that was just like making me do some outside the box shit that I usually wouldn't do. And it was cool. So I, I plan on doing it for just a month. I didn't plan on doing it for a whole year or anything. But if you've never tried it or just I need to do that same thing with Instagram because I'm never I'm not a huge Instagram guy. You know, I know it's kind of where a lot of tension is, though. I just need to get better. So I'm probably just going to try to force myself to at least do a post today on Instagram. It's like, how long does it really take? Like for me, I, I don't know. I'm just I just love video. I love the long form and YouTube. I love just the creation process there for me. So just doing shit like that. But yeah, now I'm back to uh, usually doing the clips from the podcast every Wednesday. I'll drop one or two clips. I've been experimenting doing two clips Usually one of them will get get a lot more uh, traction. I don't know if it's how the notifications come in through YouTube or it's the keywords. And then Sunday, I'll always just drop a, you know, typical recipe video, some how to what, what do I got coming out? So this upcoming Sunday, we're going to have a um, I'm going to do a Levo 2 potency hack. Oh, bringing it right back to the edibles for you guys. So the Levo 2 device, if you're unfamiliar, I'll put videos below but I had mentioned it earlier. So I had somebody comment on my video. They're like, cause a little pod that comes with it holds about a quarter. And they're like, how do we make it more potent? Can you do a potency hack with it? And can you put a coffee? Uh, I hear if you put a French press uh, coffee screen at the bottom, you can fill the lid. So I do this and I put like, fuck, I think it was like 30 grams in there, but kind of stuffed it to the top and uh, decarbed it. It might've gotten a little too crispy. Um, people said they tried it and it burnt their stuff a little bit. Um, some people said just flip the screen around so there's a little um, space at the bottom so it doesn't burn. But I made a video about this, talking about it. And then Levo, great team over there, was cool enough to comment on the video and reach out. And they said, just use another pod. And I'm like, shit. Like, how, how did I not think of that? Just buy another pod and put it in so you can make double the potency shit. It might even be able to fit three. So I did that with two. 
made this extra potent butter for you guys. That video will be coming to you. But it's just these little things like that that blow my mind. I'm like, how did I not think to just do that? But yeah, I, I just wanted to steer people the right way. I'm going to call it the proper Levo 2 hack because I, I just want to do the right thing. Even in that video, though, I think I say, and I know I put it in the description, like I'm Levo does not recommend this. People, and that's what I try to deliver on. People asking questions, I'm trying to like, deliver on doing that. So like when I bring up at the beginning of the show, when I'm talking about the tea check, the magical butter, this Levo device. Yeah. You know, I'll get a little commission on the back end. You know, I'm working with the companies and stuff, but like I'm steady making videos for you guys with it. So you guys can keep having a library of stuff like, Oh shit. You know, that recipe with the butter was dope when you use this device, maybe I'll fuck with that. And then somebody will drop a comment like, Hey, can you try this next time? And I'm like, word, let's do it. So anybody that's always on there, you know, pitching in, letting me know what they want to see. It goes a long way and it really helps me out. I, I, I appreciate it more than I can even say really, because it takes out some planning for me and come, you guys are coming up with better ideas than I can sometimes. So I appreciate that for sure. But yeah, um, with these devices too, I should say, this is a fucking common question I get all the time. Cause I guess people are trying to be low key with the smell when you're making infusions. I get it. You're trying to be low key. I've been there before living with the parents, you know, I had to fucking sneak out the basement window to go smoke a joint and shit. But people are like, how much does it smell? So with depending in the oven, it's going to smell up your whole fucking house. The Levo 2 is still going to smell a little, but you crack a window, you might be able to get away with it, spray a little something. And then uh, this decarb box I've not used is supposed to be about the same deal. Excuse me. So that's a good way to reduce the smell if that's something you care about. I'm always smoking in my house, so I don't really care anymore. Uh, mason jar too, if you're doing a passive, you can put it all in the mason jar. People even decarb it in the mason jar, but you got to remember when you crack that seal, that shit, just like if it was a, some fresh fucking dank bud in there, that's going to permeate the room and you're going to be filled with that. Um, yes, the smell question is a pretty interesting one that I've gotten a lot, but yeah, I'd say if, I'd say if you're trying to cut down on the smell, use it probably the Levo, the deep car box, or just if you don't have any of those, just do it in a mason jar is your best bet. Or just go buy an edible somewhere or make it at your friend's house or something. I don't know. It's um, but I get it. N not everybody likes the smell. Even my roommates, I'm like, hey, I I, I hope you guys don't mind the smell. They're like, oh, we don't give a shit. We love that smell. I'm like, all right. So I'm in a good situation. But yeah, I get it. I get it. Sometimes it's hard to, and it takes time. You got to have the kitchen time you know the shit's got to be infusing that's why the devices are nice so you can just put them in the corner let them do their thing for however many hours just strain it out and you're good to go but yeah the smell smells an interesting thing there um shit what else what else with the edible game man yeah i'd say my favorite edibles on the market right now that i've been buying actually i've gotten a bunch of free shit lately but uh the kana belts are dope those 100 milligram belts will smack um i, I almost bought it the other day Cushy Punch is back with a bunch of shit, or they have been for a while, but I honestly haven't purchased their stuff since that whole bus thing went down like two years ago or whatever. Um, Emerald Sky is always dope one solid. Um, what else? The Level Blends Pro Tabs I'm always doing. If you guys haven't tried those, Absolute Extracts, Gel Caps, these are my go-to edibles. But when I'm always having stuff, it's hard to justify. Like in my cabinet right now, I have like six different like infusions. I have like the butter, the coconut oil, liquid coconut oil. I have some tincture. Um... What else? I got a couple butters actually, but yeah, it's, it's all interesting guys. I mean, just try to make, if you're trying to make the best shit, just keep, just keep staying at it, man. Check out some videos of what I've learned. That's why I'm trying to cut back on some of this shit for you guys. If you're trying to make edibles, because I've learned a lot along the way, I've spent a lot of time doing this. 
um, making this shit. So you can always learn. That's why it's dope too to have people on the show who have been in that game for a long time too. So check out those that I've, episodes I've had with chefs in the cannabis space as well, because they're getting after the game hard and it's motivation, you know, talking to them, working with them and just figuring out to make the best shit possible. Cause I'll see, and that's a key to my shit that, cause I'll see some videos or I'll see some stuff and like, you don't even see the people try their shit. You don't even know if it's good. You don't know what the, like, what, like, was it good? Like I'll watch a recipe video before and it's like, is, is this good? Like, I don't know. So in all my shit, I'll, I'll try to, first test it with the tea check to let you know the potency i'll test it on myself and i try to give honest feedback of like what would i fix how could i make this recipe better and that's kind of the way i wanted to set myself apart than a lot of these other people in the game because a lot of these recipes you know first of all are really long i try to keep mine shorter some are longer than others but just being that just being an open book at the end and saying hey you know, this is, this worked really well. And some videos I haven't done that more at the beginning. I wasn't doing that as much. And then I was like, shit, I need to, cause I was getting all these questions like, Oh, like what? And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to start doing this shit more. And, and people really like it. People really respect that aspect of the video because they know I'm going to keep it real with them. Like when I was making this honey, I made this honey candy. Well, even on the video, I'm like, this tastes like shit. Like, I don't even know if I'm gonna eat this shit. It was some leftovers. I ended up eating most of them, but, um, <laughs> it, you know, it's just shit like that. It's just little things when it comes to the um, edible game, my friends. But you're probably sitting there and your head's probably like, is this guy going to keep talking about edibles all fucking day or what's going to happen? So I just want to say thank you guys. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys around, you know, doing these podcasts every week, dropping videos all the time. Once shit opens back up, I am scheming with tons of people who've been on the podcast I'm talking to some lounges and shit. We're going to be throwing down on a True Buds banger. And uh, I'll let you guys know what's going to happen with that. We'll, we'll keep you in the loop on that and uh, just see what's good, guys. So thank you for tuning in and I'll see you around. This is True Buds that Mary Jane. Now we ain't new to this. From my stones and from my cannabis enthusiasts. Never heard a show as good as this. Number one, it's the best. Bringing in many special guests in the industry of cannabis. Business owners to growers, even artists you know of. So sit back and just roll up. Perfect show for my smokers. True Buds. Hey.